Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Happy motherfucking Friday! Long weekend vibes right here oh, on yeah. After 9. There's a good atmosphere out there. It's hot. It's a long weekend. Feeling pretty good, despite all of the reasons to not feel very good. Gas went down 10 cents, but it's going back up almost half that amount yeah. tomorrow. It's dizzying. Isn't it? Yeah. I filled up my truck yesterday. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Actually, I didn't fill it up because I knew that the price was going to go down today. So I put in, actually, I took a picture of it. This is how bad it is right now, Kat. I, yesterday, put in, hang on, stupid phone. Here we go. Okay. $51.26 got me 25.01 liters. It's silly, isn't it? It's a little under a quarter tank for yeah, that truck. Yeah, I got uh, so over two hundred to fill. Yeah, I've uh, I've got a, a Ram fifteen hundred crew cab long bed. Oh, uh, Jesus! Not, yeah, I you know like, that's yeah. Well, yeah. you obviously hate the environment. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Thought it would be pretty convenient, but here we are. I mean, it still is convenient. It's just very expensive. Well, it's great if you go to IKEA, but for just yeah, driving yeah, around, yeah, it's, bingo! Yeah, yeah, getting from A to B, it's like okay. Uh, that's why we use the other car for that usually. We uh, have a lot to talk about before the kickoff to the weekend. If you're binging these episodes from the week, thank you. Uh, hope you're having a great weekend. We'll start off with this cat. Have you ever been taken as a date to a wedding? Um, I mean, technically, yeah. Okay, to your husband, though? Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, not my husband at the time. He was my boyfriend at the time, and yeah. And was it a date date? I mean, I don't know if that, that doesn't really count as a date. It's not really your choice. The, the, when the destination's not really your choice, I don't know if it would count as a date. I'm not sure it, it, it was. And we were serious enough at the time where I was like, yes, and I traveled to the wedding with him as my boyfriend. Really? Uh, yeah, so... We were kind of a little more serious. It definitely wasn't like a first, even close to our first date. It was probably about, I don't know, I want to see a year in or so. Dating.com did a poll. They found that bringing someone as a date might not be a good idea. More than half of people have regretted it and wish they'd <laughs> just gone solo. Yeah. So much can go wrong when you take a date to a wedding, especially if it's a new relationship. You don't know what they're into or what they like to do or... I don't know, maybe they're a raging alcoholic, and when they get whiskey in them, they start fighting and shit. Who knows? You never know. Weddings are a strange place, and I don't know, maybe they get all clingy. They start thinking, oh, we're at a wedding, and it's romantic. I'm going to keep you. Maybe it's something like that. It's a weird one. A third of people say they've secured a last-minute wedding date. With less than 48 hours to go before the wedding. That gets... That's interesting to me. I think... That'd be a maybe. I think that'd be a maybe for me. I'm not going to say I'd never do that, but I that's a hard maybe. That's a lot of pressure depending on whose wedding it is, right? So if that person invites you as a, as a plus one, first of all, 
Way to RSVP is a for a plus one, and then not now, have a plus one. Yeah, like were you <laughs> planning to attend that wedding with them fully expecting a someone seated next to you? Like that's a dick move. First of all, second of all, aside from that, I'm just trying to think of what that would be. What that would be like as like a first date, basically. That or forty like that quick noticed new relationship. Who's getting married? I need to know all the details. For me, that would make a difference. Is it your close friend? Is it just friends? Is it a little more serious? Like, am I potentially meeting your mother or your father or your brother or your sister? Like, this is a pretty serious at that point, in my opinion. So that might change my opinion. This one bugs me. 41% have brought a friend as their plus one instead of a date. Why does that bother you? Because I invited you to my wedding and I assumed that you would like to come with company, i.e. a date, not just bring a buddy. It's not like you oh. had concert tickets and you wanted to fill the other ticket. I mean, we want you to come, and we assume that you come with a date. If you don't have a date, then just come solo. You don't bring your bestie just to hang out and have a free dinner and drink all night for nothing. Yeah, but in all fairness, what if that person did pay their way, if you will? What if they realized, okay, so if I'm bringing someone, if it was whether whether it's a spouse or whether it's a best friend, you still realize, okay, I'm probably going to have to put down 400, 500 bucks between the two of us. What if they still do that? I don't see that being a big issue unless oh. you brought someone that happens to be a real big asshole, you know, or something like that. Which has definitely happened in and, the past. But there's lots of spouses that are assholes. There's lots of boyfriends, girlfriends, whatever the case is, that are assholes that are going to be attending your wedding. And you don't get to control that. You don't get to control who their partner is just as much as you can't control who they bring with you. I think it's fair game. I think that you have to have a certain level of tolerance for the plus one if it's a date because that person comes with this person. The friend was totally optional. That was just for your own comfort that you brought a friend. It certainly does nothing for for the people that are getting married. That was just you bringing somebody for the sake of bringing somebody. It it doesn't do anything for the couple. So I think, fuck it. Get out of here. Beat it. You and your stupid friend. I mean, at at the same time, though, if that person's not with someone... Is it strange to go? I've never done it before. Going to aside when I was uh, when I was young and I went to a wedding with my family. I've never been in that situation where I've had to sit at the singles table, for Uh example. Uh Like, isn't that weird? Wouldn't you rather know that that person that you invited has the comfort of a best friend with them because they don't get to hang out with you as the bride and groom? You're busy as shit. You're not definitely not spending time with a lot of people. If you're lucky, you get the chance to go across the room and say a quick thank you before the night is over. But most cases, you can't. So. Would you rather be at the singles table with a bunch of unknowns or would you rather have a friend there with you? Let me tell you something about the singles table. Back in the day when I would do them, when I would either DJ a wedding or uh, occasionally people would hire me just to come in and and radio style do an intro for the, the bride and groom when they come into the hall. And typically they stick you at the singles table as the hired help. That singles table was rocking. They were having a was great it? time. Yeah? Yeah. Loosey-goosey? I mean, if you're afraid to go to a wedding solo, Don't maybe be? try it once because the singles oh, yeah. table is where the party is at. Okay. 63% say they would prefer to avoid family and friends asking if they're dating anyone so they feel pressure to bring someone mm-hmm. a date to the wedding, even if it's a relationship they know isn't going anywhere. Yeah. Here's one more reason why going solo might be a good idea. 27% say they've ended up seriously dating someone they met at a wedding. You're in that boat, aren't you? 
Your girl, oh, you met your yeah. girlfriend. Did we, you forget about your girlfriend? You met. Your I, re- girlfriend. I remembered her. I forgot yeah, about yeah, the wedding. <laughs> but didn't you, you met her at a wedding, didn't you? Yeah. No, that's yeah. absolutely right. We did meet so, at a wedding. There's that I was DJing. Ah, look at that. It's gone full See? circle. One in five of those people went on to marry the person that they met at somebody else's wedding. Can't wait for that announcement, Scott. I am not interested mm-hmm, in playing mm-hmm, your shitty mm-hmm, game mm-hmm. that you do uh, to having, try and get me all uh, fucking frazzled. I'm having such a fun time. Before this the long weekend. This is a weekend. fun time. Is everyone having a fun time? I am. <laughs> what are you doing for the long weekend? Um, you know what? I'm not. T- I don't have any like concrete plans, to be honest with you. Um, getting together with some friends at a certain point. And otherwise, I'm not I'm not sure it's kind of open, which I enjoy. What about you? Uh, this weekend, well, today I get to enjoy some backyard pool time. It's going to be hot. Perfect day for it. And I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, this weekend is the NLL Eastern Conference Final. It is tomorrow, Saturday, at First Ontario Center, First Ontario Place, in Hamilton, the Old Cops Coliseum. So that's where the Toronto Rock are playing this season, and they're doing so well. They lost by a goal last Sunday, Hmm. and it's a best of three. So they need to win this one tomorrow night and then win again next weekend in Buffalo, and then they're off to the championship it's so spread out, eh? Oh, I know. It's a, I like know. the difference between sport. All there's, the sports are so different. Like they vary, right? But when you look at like some leagues, that's like, oh, the game, the second game is going to be two days later, and this one's like a week away. Like yeah. how those players must feel like waiting for that next game to come, right? Well, I mean, there's certain sports where they get treated very differently when they get to the pro leagues. For example, in hockey, if you're a parent and you have a kid playing hockey, you already know during those weekend tournaments they. Get play two three games in one day god forbid they try that at the older levels because it just won't work and and lacrosse is the same way i mean i yeah you play two three maybe even four games in one day or one weekend at a tournament but once they get to that pro level once a week's good enough Mm -hmm. actually i do think there's one week a season where they play back-to-backs and those guys are just gassed at the end of it so it takes a lot out of you but i'm really looking forward to it we've had such great crowds coming to these games in Hamilton, bigger than the crowd at Scotiabank Arena, which is awesome. So if you're free this weekend, Saturday night, The Rock are taking on Buffalo. It's a great rivalry. It's going to be good. Uh, name something that looks big, and once you unwrap it and see it's a little smaller than you thought, you're disappointed. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> name something, okay, that looks big, but when I unwrap it, it's smaller and I'm disappointed. Yeah. A bag of chips. A bag of chips. <laughs> sure. Uh, and I know where most people's minds went. Sure. Like, oh, oh, it looked bigger from a, the outside. A dick. Is that what you wanted to hear me say? It a could be a dick. dick. It could be boobs. It could be any number of things. We're greatly misled every single day. And now a New York man has decided he's had enough. He has filed a $50 million lawsuit against McDonald's and Wendy's for what he says are misleading advertisements that make burgers look much bigger than they actually are. His name is Justin. He thought the Big Mac he bought at McDonald's and the bourbon bacon cheeseburger he bought at Wendy's would be as big and juicy as advertised. He says they weren't. So now he's suing. Hmm. 
Earlier this week, he filed a $50 million claim on behalf of himself and other customers, accusing them of defrauding their clientele with ads that make the burgers appear larger than in reality. He says they use undercooked beef patties in the ads to make the patties appear 15 to 20 percent larger than what customers actually get. The complaint said meat shrinks 25 percent when it's cooked. Hmm. So if they're using an undercooked patty, when they do the commercial or, or take the, ad, the photo for the ad, that's misleading, he says. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. But when I see an ad for anything that catches my attention, okay, whether it's anything from a burger to a sub to a salad, food, just generally food, I automatically assume that's not actually food being filmed, photographed. Etc. We know there are food artists. There are people that, for a living, for those that don't know, create this from not food to make it look like the food, right? They brush on something to make it look juicy. They do all those things. That was just an automatic assumption for me. So I would never see an advertisement for something. Of course, I'd expect it to be kind of similar, but we all know that the, you're telling me, have you ever had a Big Mac that looks like a Big Mac on the sign? This is not new, for, for years and years, it's never been what it looks like. You think like a Subway sub, for example, you can see every single layer of every topping? You can't. It's all fucking mushed together and stuff's dripping out and that's the way it is. And it's glorious as it is. Maybe they should just start taking pictures of it like it is. Because, I, I don't know, it's fine. I think people will still buy it. But would it be as appetizing if they just took a photo of that shit that you get when you go? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe. A lot of those like... Uh, Food court style restaurants, right? When you go up and you order from like a buffet style, they have ones that are kind of shitty. They have ones that look like, here's your plate. Here's what you're going to get. Chicken balls, rice, and whatever, right? And they put the pictures up and they're as is. You don't go, wow, it looks like an artist did that. No, that's fucking real food just splat on the plate. And they still have people buying it. I mean, we should be real about it. Let's be real about it. Lower your expectations, everyone. No, your foot long is not actually going to be 12 inches long. That's an unreasonable expl- expectation. <laughs> it, Very. What's next? Are we going to start counting the fries? Oh, he got 40 fries in his large fry and I only got 36. I'm getting ripped off. Let's go to court. Because it seems like that's what people are doing. Well, I mean, especially in the, in, especially in the States, it's the worst for it, isn't it? The worst. It's such a litigious place. But sometimes, sometimes you just got to shoot your shot. If you threaten to sue them and they're even remotely worried that this could go against them or it's going to be such a waste of time to try and defend it. Sometimes they'll give you some bucks just to piss off. We have the subway effect happening is what we continue to have. I mean, all it took was someone to be like, I measured the sub. It's not exactly 12 inches. It's kind of similar to that, right? Whereas like that person ended up with money. That person did it. And they're an inspiration to a lot of people sitting around doing jack shit that want to get money off of this. I think it sets a really bad example if you just allow it. If you're just like, yep, you're going to get money because you're right or advertise. Newsflash, all advertising is going to show you what they want to show you. That's what advertising is. They're not going to show you their worst. That would be the opposite of what they want to do. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't understand why people, how people can't get that through their heads. Or again, maybe they can, but this, they just want the opportunity to get some money. That's it. Lazy, make your own fucking money. <laughs> or come up with more creative ideas for Honestly. lawsuits. An OnlyFans creator who was blocked on Instagram says she slept with Meta employees. 
The amateur photographer, we'll call her, <laughs> known as Kitty Lixo. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, come on. Her Kitty name Lixo. is Kitty Lixo. Okay. On Instagram and OnlyFans, revealed her story on the No Jumper podcast. All you have to do is have somebody that really, really likes you, she explained, which uh, in the clip, she said, how to get your Instagram back if it gets deleted. Lixo says she slept with multiple meta employees after her Instagram got shut down like three or four times. It's unclear what she was flagged for, but this adult entertainer frequently linked her OnlyFans account to her Instagram page. Advertising porn sites is prohibited under Meta's community guidelines. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that. You know how many people have had their accounts suspended and probably would have loved a way to get their account back? Who knew? You just had to wander down to the Meta offices and, and bang somebody. And suck a bunch of dick. <laughs> <laughs> That'll get you everywhere usually. Yeah, no, not necessarily, but okay. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Uh, this is Bizarre. A 15-year-old girl in the news because she got hit by lightning in her own home. That's that's scary stuff. Okay, then. It was just pa this past Monday night. She lives in Pennsylvania. Six homes in North Huntingdon were impacted by a lightning strike. The fire department said on social media, the 15-year-old girl lived down the street from a home that was left with a large hole in the roof after being hit by lightning. Here's the quote. All of a sudden, I hear a loud sound of thunder, and I see lightning, and I see it reflected from my mirror, and all of a sudden, I feel like a shock in my pinky. Gianna is her name. She says, it went up my body and out through my leg. That's fucked up. She's going to be okay. That's how powerful lightning is. It hit a house yeah. six houses away, went through all six houses, happened to hit her room, in through her pinky, out through her foot. Boom. She's now a superhero. Like, but on, <laughs> she now has magical powers. Um, and she didn't have to sleep with everyone at Meta to get them. Uh, no, I, I saw a story recently, too. That, this scares me it's coming inside because don't, don't they always say, you know, if it's outside, oh, get inside. You'll be safe, right? When thunder that, roars, get indoors. What do we got to do? Start wearing rubber suits everywhere? Just rubber jumpsuits? Because if it's attacking you at home, it's crazy. The article I saw more recently was uh, lightning striking a home and coming up through the toilet. Oh, that's and crazy. It burned through the toilet. 
And luckily, nobody was sitting on the toilet at the time. But holy shit, we're safe nowhere, Scott. I, th- I heard the COVID vaccine helps prevent lightning strikes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, no, that's just the booster. Just oh, the, the bo- booster. The second booster, to be specific. But which variant of lightning <laughs> does it protect me against? <laughs> There's going to be a new variant of lightning next week, so we'll see. <laughs> They've now confirmed, by the way, two cases of monkeypox in Canada. But I- I've heard a couple of those infectious disease experts talk about it now, and none of them seems to think it's a real grave concern. And I also realized that back at the beginning of COVID, they were cautious and kind of yeah. downplaying it a little bit too. But nearest I can tell, monkeypox isn't much more than just inconvenient and uncomfortable. It doesn't seem to be deadly. So I don't think this is going to be the next set of lockdowns. But if you're going to lock down, uh, no, tell us now. No, you don't need to, right? I would hope we don't need to, but you never know. There's a lot of people who say we didn't need to the three times after the first one, but... Yeah. We did that anyway. Um, Should people, and this is a question where I don't know that we're all going to agree on this, but crime and punishment is in the news because of Bill C-5, which is making its way through Parliament now. And what Bill C-5 does is it gets rid of the mandatory minimum sentences and it offers judges more tools. That's the word the liberals love to use now is tools. It gives them more tools to give people house arrest and diversionary programs rather than send them to jail. So people on one side of it are saying, no, we should be getting tougher on crime, not lighter on crime. We shouldn't let people that are accused of violent gun crimes, for example, have house arrest. Mm -mm -mm. The government really wants Bill C-5 to go through, and and you're welcome to look it up if you want to check it out. But this is a slightly different version of crime and punishment. We have legal cannabis now. But prior to it becoming legal, we had a lot of people that caught drug charges because they Mm -hmm. were caught in possession of marijuana. Right. Is it time to go back and throw out their criminal record, do you think? You know, it's legal now. Arguably could have been legal all along, but now we fix that. We've made it legal. And if you got charged for possession, let's say in the last 40 years... We're just going to wipe that charge off your record. And of course, we're not talking about intent to traffic, right? We're not talking about enough to, to, because that's where the difference lies to me. If someone's caught with like a joint or two at that time and they were charged and it's on their record, I totally agree. Just take it off. At this point, it's, it's ridiculous. If someone was caught with lots of many grams of weed and a scale and all that shit at the time, I don't know. I, I don't think I don't think that that should. No, I don't think so. But yeah, like the small stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. I uh, I tend to think that if you knew it was illegal and regardless of when the law changed, if you knew it was illegal and you still did it anyway, you made a choice to break the law. So in that sense, no, you probably shouldn't have your record cleared up. In this case, the debate is really should it ever have been illegal in the first place? Coupled with the fact that we've now legalized it, uh, there's a case for it. And I don't know if this is something that we're going to have a discussion in Parliament about, but it's worth discussing because it's coming up again. There's more and more people that are trying to travel and seeing their criminal record get pulled Mm -hmm. up at the border. And then they're like, oh, fuck, it's legal now. You could go to the border and smoke a joint right up to you get up to the thing. Uh, yeah, and I think and it, they wouldn't do anything. And I think it wouldn't matter leaving, but it definitely matters when you're in another place, right? Because then they see that and they don't care that it's legal where you are. They have concerns about you being in their territory, basically. So that could affect you in that way. Uh, speaking of the border, 
the delays are still going on. Yeah. Uh, our friend Dave is traveling today. He's heading to New York City. So he'll tell us why when he's back on the pod next week. But that's why he was here yesterday. And if you miss Dave and you like the episodes when he's on, go back and listen to yesterday. He said the lineups were crazy. And the uh, coalition of airports in Canada has now said they're not tr- trying to make any friends with the government. They're not going to sugarcoat it. They're saying this is purely an issue with all the testing and and mandates and such that are still in place because of COVID, and they're asking for the government to get rid of them. Does stuff like that help make the government do it? I feel like they're just waiting for nobody to be asking, and then they'll come out and say, all right, we've decided we're going to do this. I feel like every time somebody asks, they just dig in their heels even more and say, no, we've got an emergency here. We have to have all these tests in place when people come back from the Dominican. I don't know. I don't know why we still do some of the things that we do, to be honest with you. We move like snails on some things. And I'd say in the beginning, we didn't move quick enough on other things. It's no balance. Yeah, that's a great way to put it, actually. There's more and more people. I mean, just regular people that have gone along with it and done everything they were supposed to do that even now themselves who are saying, Why are we still doing this shit? I hope people in Ottawa are paying attention to that because things have to change. We have to get people moving again. Mm -hmm. We can't have people at the airport at 1 a.m. for a 7 a.m. flight just in case. Because you know how it works. You get there six hours in advance and you'll be through in 10 minutes. You get there an hour in advance, it'll take three hours to get through. That's just the way these things tend to work. Uh, Designer umbrella. Good money. Bad money? Is that a waste? No, an umbrella is is an umbrella, in my opinion. Gucci and Adidas have teamed up to create a new umbrella. It doesn't protect you from the rain. Isn't that what? Okay. Okay. This umbrella, which, by the way, sells for $1,300. Oh, geez. Because it's from Gucci and Adidas. Okay. They say is meant for sun protection or decorative use. It's not actually waterproof Uh, you know i'm not against uh, an umbrella that's simply for sun protection that's great i see a lot of people using a regular rain umbrella for sun protection in the summer for example that's fine it's nice to have an option but that's not a affordable option for most people thirteen hundred dollars yeah if you if you have a thirteen hundred dollar umbrella you certainly are making it rain all on your own aren't you that's crazy i want to play something sorry i'll just clear my throat right here on yeah sure anything else you need to do (laughs) I got to go pee, but I have a feeling you'll object to that one. Probably. I want to play this because you had it this morning on our radio show. Adam Sandler giving a commencement speech is one of my favorite things now. It's so good, right? There's a performing arts class at NYU. It's like a pretty uh, good. I mean, obviously, I say it's a pretty good program, but it's it's definitely difficult to get into. But once you're in, you graduate, you know, you have a chance. Basically, a lot of them uh, want to do performing arts. Maybe it's Broadway. Maybe it's movies, whatever the case is. So Adam Sandler was in the house doing the commencement address. But Martin Scorsese was also there, too, to help hand out diplomas, which I think is so cool. So Adam Sandler was hilarious. So different from if you guys heard any of Taylor Swift's commencement address uh, to New York U students before that. But he did a great job. He did. Let's let's have a listen. Parents, listen to me. You guys really messed up. (laughs) You might be supporting these kids for a very long time. They are not leaving. (laughs) They are not leaving the nest anytime soon. 
This is a tough business they chose, but there's still time to talk them out of it. I'm trying to talk my kids out of showbiz, and they know Adam Sandler. Moms and dads, if you ever want to make love alone in your house again, somehow slip your kid's headshot to Mr. Martin Scorsese before the event ends. He'll love it, I promise. He's probably going to take the back exit out of here, so make sure you get, you get there before he does. And do not take no for an answer. That's how Leo's mom did it. That's how Leo's mom did it. That's great. I love it. It's true. I love it. Um, congratulations, by the way, to everybody preparing for graduation. When you have finally made it to the end of the line. Whether you're done after high school or you're done after a degree in university or college, that's a major accomplishment. You deserve to celebrate. You should get out of your parents' basement and move on. (laughs) But I get it. It's expensive right now. Hard knock life. It certainly is. But it's also expensive for parents. My daughter was home last week. My son is now home this week. Fuck. The grocery bill just went up substantially. I'm sure it did. I was quite content to just keep eating the shit that I normally eat. Yeah, I can get some apples and a couple heads of broccoli, some rice, and whatever meat I want. You got to make actual meals when they're home. And holy fuck, cat! how do you do it with four people to feed in your house? Never mind just that. It's the fact that we all eat differently, too. Oh, really? For me, I make multiple different meals. Yeah. So I have to have some stuff pre-done. So usually Sundays are made for pre-cooking and prepping all kinds of things. But like dietary wise, my husband and I eat differently than the kids do. And then the kids like different things. One of them likes this. One of them likes that. I make them eat one vegetable, for example, at dinner. But one of them like hates one of the vegetables. But the other one really, really wants me to buy it. So I end up buying like copious amounts of Brussels sprouts one kid will eat. And then nothing but like peas for the other kid. So, yeah, I mean, it's a lot. It is a lot. I feel like a short order cook sometimes. I really do. I was going to say, you're running a restaurant is what you're doing. Sometimes. A poorly run one that seems to generate no revenue at all. It's so bad. (laughs) It's no tips. No no tips tips, either. Nothing. Yeah, like not, not, no perks. There's no perks to that. Well, okay, of course, the love of a child. But other than that, no perks to that job. (laughs) By now, I think everybody has seen and heard the obnoxious amount of ads for sports betting in Ontario. Scott. Everywhere you go. Oh, it's everywhere. Crazy. It's crazy. It, between that and and crypto. Mhm. What the hell? It's everywhere. Well, I don't know about crypto cuz it's in a bit of a lull it right is. now. I bet they're they're hating the fact that they just bought, you know, who else, who was it all in all the commercials? Everybody from Wayne Gretzky to was it Matt Damon to you name this Aaron Paul, I saw him in another one too, whether it's a betting app or crypto or whatever. It's nonstop. Well, the sports betting ads are certainly working. First round of numbers is out. This officially became legal on April the 4th in Ontario. And it's already massive business. 35% of Ontarians surveyed said they bet on sports at least once a week. I haven't had the urge. I see all the ads. I was watching the NHL playoffs. I was watching the, I'm still watching the NBA playoffs because they're really exciting this year. I still haven't had an urge to lay down a bet. Maybe it'll change when football season starts, but I haven't put any money down. But it's remarkable that more than one in three 
have, and they're doing it regularly. Can you tell? I don't know if you even know this. Um, is there a lot of prop bets available at this point, or is it mainly the sports that's even available? Because I'm uninterested in doing any sports betting, but I've never been the type to do it. I don't even really like doing the office pools. I just do them to kind of be like part of the team. You know what I mean? Like, oh, cool, I'll do it, whatever. But I don't care. But for me, if you get more prop bets, I'm into that kind of thing. Hmm. I like to take a, per- I just like to take a little peruse of it. Like, oh yeah, I can bet on that. An award show, uh, maybe it's what's whatever it might be. But otherwise, I'm not. I, yeah, I'm not interested. Okay, so if it was a prop bet, is Rihanna going to have a boy or a girl? Would you have slapped money down on something like that? Mm, no, it'd have to be more complex than that. That's kind of boring, right? What about two like, options? The outcome of the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. Um. Yeah, maybe, or how people will react to it, for example, like how what Amber's going to do or, or what Johnny's going to do after the fact. I would bet on that kind of thing. Um, predictions for shows, whether they're going to last or not. Couples, relationships, whether uh, they're going to last or not. That might be fun. That might be fun for me. So while 35% of Ontarians are betting at least once a week, 39% say they don't bet at all. One in four of those who wager, wager up to three times daily. Up to three times daily. That's a lot. Oh, this might be a cue that... Ah. Oh, I think that's a cue that we got to wrap this up. The computer's <laughs> freezing again. I would say, by the way, if you're doing anything... If you're doing anything three times a day, you might have a problem. That's, that's all I'm what saying. I thought. Three times a day is hefty. Are, are we just breeding a bunch of, have we made it too easy and, and we're just enabling some, people that have real gambling some, issues? Yeah, for some people, absolutely. And that was kind of a concern going into it. Uh, NBA is number one. More people in Ontario are betting on basketball than on hockey. Wow. Wild. I, I wouldn't have guessed wow. that. Not in Ontario yeah. anyway. NFL, 13% of, the, 13% of the bets were on NFL football. It's not NFL season. What the fuck are you betting on? Who knows? Who's going to get traded? It's going to be trades. It's going to be talk. All that kind of talk happens this time of year, doesn't it? 13% NFL. That's going to jump huge come September. Baseball, 8%. Other, got 4%. English Premier League soccer, 3%. All right. Way ahead of the CFL at 1%. Okay. The CFL hasn't played yet either. So I don't know. Were they betting on whether or not there would be a season? I think... (laughs) (laughs) For the CFL, quite possible. Again, I think I go back to trades, fire, firings, right? This is sometimes firing season in some, in some sports. I'm not sure about football, but I know that those kind of things are things that you would bet on in the States previous to us having it legal here. So maybe that's the case. Who are we going to get? Who's going to leave? Who gets fired? Who's the new coaches? All, those, all that kind of shit. Interesting. Uh, advanced polls are open this weekend. If you want to vote in the Ontario election, if you do, good luck. Vote wisely. Enjoy the experience. It's very, very cold and impersonal. Uh, yesterday, there was an interesting development, though. It's not even in their platform. So I think the NDP is getting desperate. They're going rogue. Now they're promising to make trucks. The NDP is promising to make trucks free on the 407. Oh, for businesses, I assume? That's, yeah. That's the, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it would be like transport trucks. Right. But yeah. in a way, this is actually kind of smart. It's going to cost billions to do this because the tolls are crazy but if you take all the trucks off the 401 and put them up on the 407 in theory that should make the 401 a lot less congested yeah i like that i'm not i'm not opposed to that as a platform 
incentive. That's just very expensive, but it all is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're having computer issues again here, guys. Sorry. We thought it was figured out, and that part that they brought in on the Dove's wing from North Korea just didn't fix it. (laughs) We're going to wrap it up, make it a quick one today. Have a fantastic long weekend. Happy May 2-4. Please do not drink and drive. And we will see you right back here on Tuesday. Bye. Health officials in Massachusetts announced that they have identified the first case of monkeypox in the country. But don't worry, it can be easily cured with, uh, oh, baby formula, damn it. Hey, get this, I read that Michelangelo's first nude drawing just sold for a record-breaking $24.4 million. Yep, it's a groundbreaking piece from his You Up period. A two-year-old boy in Texas recently ordered 31 cheeseburgers from McDonald's through the delivery app DoorDash while playing with his mom's phone. To be fair, in Texas, that's just one button. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal. Broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it.